0: Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, I figure I have a little story time. It's been a while since we had that. And again, it's, a, it's for you, exclusive podcast subscribers. So that's why you want to subscribe. If you haven't done it, do it right now. So I figure, you know, maybe I'm not sure what to talk about. And then, uh, you know, recently we had the uh, Reggie Jackson uh, documentary come out on Amazon Prime. It's available now, of course, then Reggie, to promote that, did the big interview on Howard Stern, revealed some interesting things. So I figure I have a little Reggie Jackson talk. Um, now, again, only spent five years with the Yankees, but pretty much... People view him as a Yankee, even though he spent you know a lot more time, won some championships uh, in Oakland as well. He spent, spent some significant time uh, with the California Angels, but nevertheless, m- more, for the most part, people view him as a Yankee. So, kind of figure get into his like final games at Yankee Stadium. You know, never really got the the, the full goodbye he really wanted in '86, so he would come back in '87. So, figure get into all that. And, but the, really, the interesting part is this, that final game in '86. Because um, it was kind of an interesting, just for a number of different reasons. Now it was a game where the Yankees lost two to nothing. Uh, now Reggie Jackson did have an opportunity for one final at bat in the eighth inning. You know, he was still, you know, even as a visiting play, he was always a fan favorite. He was still getting the Reggie Reggie chance from the you know the, the Yankee Stadium faithful, and of course they wanted to see him get one more at bat and hopefully maybe hit a home run as a kind of a good you know a goodbye sig- sign off. Um, to end his career there and he was kind of somewhat intending to um, you know uh, retire after 86 he pretty much figured if the angels weren't going to extend my contract or give me another contract he was expecting to retire now it turns out Oakland would offer him a one-year deal so he did extend his uh, playing career by one year but he was almost at least you know his mindset at that point in 86 uh, was to you know retire after the season if the angels weren't going to extend them and it didn't seem like they were interested in extending him. so and in the game itself um, the Yankees were behind two nothing. So, you know, for strategic reasons, I guess the, the angel manager, um, you know, lifted Reggie for a pinch hitter, which you can kind of understand. So Doug drebeck the writer for the Yankees started the game. Now drebeck would go on to, you know, pitch for the Pittsburgh pirates years later. And that would actually be the better version of Dr- Doug drebeck So the Yankees kind of got a little bad luck with him. The Yankees, you know, kind of the worst version of Doug drebeck That's why they kind of let him move on to other pastures there, but in the game, uh, only two nothing angels, uh, Manager uh, brought out George Hendricks because the Yankees counted with le- lefty Ron Scurry. So lefty Ron Scurry versus lefty Reggie. And I saw, so, so I understand the Angels manager wanted to lift Reggie there. So it went with pitch hit, hit, uh, hitter George Hendricks. Now, if the score at the time was a blowout, let's say it was like, you know, 10 to 1, whether the Yankees winning or losing, I'm sure there, even on a lefty on lefty situation, you're going to let Reggie get one more bat there to see hopefully maybe get into one and, you know, hit a home run there in his final game in Yankee Stadium so he can have the you know, proper send off he would like. But of course, at the point, when the score is two nothing you you have to be a manager you have to be strategic about it so you kind of understand why he left lifted Reggie in that situation and Reggie kind of went out in the whimper in that game uh and the Angels would go out in the window two to nothing but the interesting part of that game that's the game when first baseman Wally Joyner was kind of walking off with the winning pitcher Mike Whit there who won the game They're kind of walking off the mound there and someone threw a knife um from the stands and it just barely grazed Jorna as he was walking back to the dugout. At first, he didn't really know what it was. And then he kind of looked down. And first, he thought he, said he thought it was a comb. But then he actually looked at it and was like, oh, my God, this is like an open knife. So I guess, you know, out of anger, upset, or just, you know, the usual Yankee Stadium craziness back in those days, especially the 80s, uh, someone threw the knife down. And, again, just barely glanced Jorna in. Luckily, this was just a glance, nothing else. And, then, of course, he bolted out of there as soon as he realized it was a knife. So it was just kind of an interesting game where it was like, yeah, you look at it as the Wally Joyner game. Uh, but it was also, in a way, uh, Reggie Jackson's last game at that time, you would have thought. Kind of a, a weird night, and, and what you would say, with this uh, kind of a snoozing 2-0 uh, loss for the Yankees. But Reggie would get one more shot. As I mentioned before, he would get re-signed by the Open A's one-year deal. So he was able to come back. So his actual last, last, last game for the, uh, the play at Yankee Stadium was August 23rd of 1987. And it was a game he played as a DH uh, played the entire game, went 0 for 2 with a walk and a strikeout. So, you know, nothing nothing great there. And his last year, you know, it was kind of what you expect for a 41-year-old. He hit about 220. Did hit 15 home runs, so he was able to sort of pad his stats a little bit. But at that point, he was still well over 500 home runs, and he was definitely like a, a surefire Hall of Famer. So it wasn't like he, he was like padding his numbers up or anything like that. Uh, but but interestingly, he thought that that night, uh, that late August night in 86, was going to be his last game in Yankee State, But no, he did come back. And a year, about a year later, and uh, again, didn't, didn't hit a home run or anything dramatic, but at least was get, able to give him more of a proper send off that, you know, he didn't really get in 86, because he wasn't really sure yet if he was coming back in that. So a lot of teams didn't really give him the kudos. You know, you saw the, the the goodbye trail when like, you know, Mariano Rivera left and he got gifts and everything. And even Gita got kudos by like the Boston Red Sox, stuff like that, even Big Poppy, you know, he got gifts even from the Yankees, you know, Yankees just, you know, usually you have the big players kind of going out, they kind of get the... The heroes uh, goodbye send-off. But see, Reggie really didn't get that in eighty six, so that's why it was kind of a weird thing. So but he was able to get that uh, in eighty seven. And even uh, uh, when he was visiting the Boston Red Sox and Fenway, um he got introduced on the on the PA system as Mr. October. So again, he got he was able to have you know get his proper send-off there as an Oklahoma there in eighty-seven. So so that's the Reggie story, the, kind of the quick, this kind of an interesting thing there. So uh, you know, and of course maybe I'm not sure if you heard of the Wally Jordan story, it's kind of one of the more infamous uh, you know, kind of in a negative way stories about the whole Bronx zoo and stuff like that. So, but again, that was the same night where it almost was going to be Reggie's last game at Yankee stadium as well. So it's kind of interesting. All that stuff turned out. So as a story, kind of a quick one there. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Got plenty more of the stories and experience and stuff to share with you. And of course, wrap ups after each series. So catch you next time.